0: Hello and welcome to another edition of the First and Orange Broncos Podcast. I'm Kyle Fredrickson, joined by Ryan O'Halloran. We are recording today's episode in the lead-up to the Broncos. Week 3 matchup against the Ravens. This is your one-stop shop, everything game preview. Ryan, we're heading to Baltimore. Are we going to eat good food? Are we going to see cool stuff? You got a Baltimore story for me? Just kind of set the scene. We're we're going east. A
1: couple Baltimore stories. Okay. Um, One, getting there. Uh-oh. get into the stadium as I purposely make a U-turn because that's the only way I know how to get there. Once I get <laughs> off the interstate, I go to the service station, make a U-turn, and then the directions on my parking pass oh, match man. up.
0: Don't, if you're listening to Baltimore PD, please don't pull us over, but continue. Well,
1: it may be a legal U-turn. I didn't, see, I didn't see a sign, and if I did, i get pulled over. i say, I'm not local. <laughs> right. I didn't see the sign. Right. Um, the craziest, I've covered a couple games in Baltimore. The craziest one was I want to say 15 Jags or Jaguars were playing there Jaguars had the ball around midfield time running out down by two I think and Bortles uh throws an incompletion but he gets face masked so it's no times left so the play is extended by one down 15 yard penalty they hit a 52 yard field goal steal the game so and then, they, and then they win three nights later on Thursday night so um, it's a great stadium. Uh, it's right downtown, so for fans going, there's there's plenty yeah. of places to have dinner on Saturday night and Sunday morning.
0: Absolutely. Well, we're looking forward to it. This is a 2 0 Broncos team, fresh off of consecutive uh, comeback victories in the second half. Impressive resilience from a team that really hadn't shown it a year ago. Uh, against a Baltimore team that's up and down, they blow out Buffalo in their opener, and then they get beat by Cincinnati last week. Uh, Ryan, you know. I think these are both teams that have a lot of upside and, and have quarterbacks that think can, can do pretty well in this league. But what do you make of this matchup? I, the, I believe the Broncos are slight underdogs. Is that right?
1: Yeah, they're five, five and five-and-a-half-point yeah, yeah. dog. You know, the Ravens have the edge. They've had 10 days between games. Um, they have the home field. But I think these teams are pretty evenly matched, which means they're pretty average. Uh, neither team made the playoffs last year. The, the Ravens choked away their chance to get a wild card. But, um, you know, veteran quarterbacks, obviously Flacco's played a lot more football, Uh, young running backs, veteran receivers, premier pass rushers with Suggs and Miller. So, uh, you know, I don't want to ever say the teams are built the same way, but both teams want to run to set up the deep shot via play action. Get the lead and then rush the hell out of the pass. <laughs> that pretty much should be the blueprint for both teams.
0: As we talk about the Broncos quickly, before we shift gears over to the Ravens, let's talk about Case Keem a little bit. Uh, you wrote about him in, in Thursday's paper, talking about coming back from injury, hurting the knee, just a little bit, a bit of soreness for a guy who took some big hits. But are the interceptions a concern? Here's a guy who hadn't had this problem last year, and here we are, two weeks in the season, four picks, the accuracy maybe not what we expected. We, we thought this was going to be the guy's strongest suit right
1: very uh very concerned uh you know four interceptions tied for the league lead completion percentage down into the below 20s ranking same with quarterback rating the interceptions you play long enough you're going to have a game where you have a you know hat trick um he had one last week what what if the broncos were admitting concern what it would be is he's just not accurate sometimes um there was a pass to jeff hireman it was wide to him uh, on a couple of uh, dump dump off passes in the flat, he had too much heat on him. You know, what bounced off Philip Lindsay's helmet in week one. Philip didn't have a chance to put his hands on him. So, I think it's you know, it's two games in. Just because he's a veteran, you realize you maybe forget it's a new system and new players. But uh, you know, the positive is that he, he knows how to get out of the pocket, knows how to avoid pressure, extend the play. But I think the Broncos were counting on him to maybe be a little bit more uh, crisp
0: right and you know you mentioned a small sample size two games but something to watch this was a like i said an area of strength and now an area of concern so let's flip the coin quickly here talk about the ravens and i'll kind of set myself up for this one i'm writing about lamar jackson or i did write about lamar jackson more accurately uh being a guy the broncos are going to have to prepare for but they don't really know what to expect being that jackson is a former heisman trophy winner who can be a co-quarterback he can play quarterback running back receiver um, a lot of different things the broncos did very well against russell wilson who has a lot of mobility at quarterback with six sacks but ryan you know with jackson being that he's a rookie being that there's more unknown what do you think broncos fans should be most concerned about in terms of how he's defended and and what he might do to them
1: well they should count on him if he's in the game and receives a snap he's going to run it yeah Um, he has what nine carries and ten snaps something like that so He'll run some down the line option where he well, you gotta defend the pitch man, gotta defend the, the quarterback. And that means he's a free hit. So hit him. <laughs> you know? As soon as he gives that action, he's off limits or in terms of the quarterback rules. To me, it just feels like it's a forced exercise. If you wanna draft him in the first round, fine. But it feels like you're disrupting the rhythm. If you're Joe Flacco, you cannot be happy about yeah, this. Right, right. Uh, you, you knew he's going to replace you eventually, but if I'm the Broncos, I just you know have my rules and say, okay, these are the four or five plays he's run be ready for those if he passes i'd be surprised
0: yeah this is a you know a broncos team through its five win season last year that went one and seven on the road uh, tough thing to do this is what playoff teams do this is what championship teams do ryan i don't know what, what do you make of kind of a young team learning to win on the road is it simply making plays when they matter most is there a lot more to it than that
1: well i mean there's enough veterans on this bronco team where you say okay maybe they can carry these guys you know, I'm picking the Broncos to win because I didn't think they're better. Um, I was not impressed by Baltimore. They're without their top corner. Their middle linebacker, C.J. Mosley, may not play. Their left tackle was banged up. Um, Terrell Suggs wasn't really much of a factor the other night against Cincinnati. So, um, I would expect these Bronco young players to use that experience in Washington during the preseason as a foundation to help them on Sunday.
0: Yeah, and you know, this is a, a Ravens defense that gave up 34 points last week to the Bengals. Um, you just figure this is a Broncos offense that's capable of really exploding. And I'm so I'm in your camp. This seems like a game the Broncos should win. I'll pick them to win in the paper as well. Um, we talk all about Keenum right now and some of his struggles and his accuracy, but I think with this run game, uh, if the Broncos are really able to continue to establish that, whether it's Philip Lindsay or Royce Freeman, who knows, um, it should provide 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 a kind of a nice nice platform any other notes on this game ryan before you wrap it up tidbits things you want to watch things our our listeners should should know about
1: i gotta get off to a better start yeah i mean they didn't do much against seattle early they did nothing against oakland in the first half okay does bill musgrave maybe switch up his script a little bit try some uh tempo early the key to going tempo is you got to get that first first down so maybe run your regular clock get that for first down and then pick it up a little bit because it seemed to get them in a rhythm against Oakland. So that would be my major takeaway. The second one is, okay, Philip Lindsay is the story of the city. What kind of touch total do they feel comfortable yeah. with him with? Because um, this is a 16-game season not a five-game season. So maybe you see a little bit more Devontae Booker.
0: Right, and all kind of finished off with this, keep an eye on Von Miller. Uh, He's a guy maybe we don't talk about enough because of how dominant he is on a consistent basis, but already leads the NFL in sacks. Uh, Could be on the the precipice of a really special season if he's able to continue this production. Um, Had one taken back uh, last week because of a Shaq Barrett hold. Uh, There was a bit of a slapping fight in the the locker room. I don't know if you're aware of this, Ryan, but slaps were exchanged. Uh, You can find the evidence on social media uh, Vaughn and, and Shaq having some fun have, you, you ever get involved in any locker room pranks you've been
1: involved in this I thought that was Todd Davis was it Todd Davis yeah. okay maybe so that was, the Shaq thing was something okay else. So, so, yeah, but that's right I've had people yell at me in the locker room okay. and I've yelled back <laughs> I've told the player I had fun getting cut Woo! oh man so which is <laughs> one of my claims of fame but uh, I've not been uh, assaulted
0: okay gotcha me either let's hope to keep it that way um, that's right that would have been the Davis penalty so yeah we'll have to figure out the reason for for that there's got to be some uh, some reason for the slap. Uh, that'll be our next investigative journal
1: celebrating the uh, blocked extra point <laughs> yeah. by like, yeah, hey, there you go, way then.
0: to go, very deserving. So, with that, we'll let you guys go. Uh, thanks for tuning into this edition of the First Orange podcast. Uh, be sure to check out all of our content online at denverpost.com. Pick us up in the newspaper every day, and we will see you next time.